Shalom, shalom. You're listening to Exercising Your Faith Podcast, and I'm Anita Armstrong. I will be bringing you the word again today. You know, as I was preparing and as I was reading in the news, I was looking up. I said, well, let me check on our brothers and sisters in Israel. Let us check on the world news all over the globe. And I just kept thinking about Israel. You know, back in October, we know that there was some some strikes, some airstrikes and some wars that kept popping back up. And a lot of the news was focusing on Israel, pray for Israel. And every day when we would look into the news, there was all kinds of chaos and craziness going on. And I came across an article that was talking about the worst, the most dangerous place to be a child in the world today is Gaza. G-A-Z-A. And it's related back to the wars that were taking place over in Israel. And it says, already it appears that more than twice as many children have died in Gaza just since the war started in October on the 7th. And all the conflicts worldwide in the war, in the year of 2022. More children have died since October of this year than have died since in world conflicts or just in, in, in general since 2022. It just, I don't, it just, it just bothers me, you know, and it should bother me and it should bother us. And, and so I'm just sitting here thinking when I'm reading the article, let me see where this article came from. It was, uh, uh, the New York times. This was on in the New York times. And the title of it is so many child deaths in Gaza and for what? And this is as of December 6, 2023. And I'm, I'm reading the article and I'm running across words like the Philist, the Philistines, you know, I'm running across Israel. I'm running across other, other names that, you know, we see and read about in the Bible. And I'm like, this war, these wars are going to go on until the end of time. These wars are going to continue to go on and innocent people, Christian people, people that hate, I mean, people are going to be dying in these wars. And the question that was asked that, you know, it's in the title of this article is for what? For what? What are we doing all of this for? And so there's a picture of a woman. She's carrying her baby wrapped up in what looks like to be a decorative, possibly, uh, uh, um, I can't think of the term, you know, the women that cover their hair. I mean, it's pretty big piece of cloth. The the, the child, the, the body looks like could be like a toddler. You know, I'm just like, and the look on her face is just like, I'm so tired of this. And this time it just happens to be her child. And who knows if that's just one of the children that were lost to this war. And under the caption, under the picture says, a woman carries the body of her child who was killed in an airstrike on a house, on a house. I don't know the details, but an airstrike that was made on a house in Gaza and her baby was killed in that airstrike, an airstrike. I just don't get it and I never will. I never will. And the last thing I'm gonna share here, it says almost one out of every 150 Palestinian children in Gaza have been killed 
in just two months. In just two months, almost one out of every 150 children. And then it goes on to say, and I'm going to stop after this. I just, I'm just, this is just my heart right here. It says um, that there was a doctor there that warned that many others may die. The children, you're talking about just the children. Many others may die from infection, from waterborne diseases or dehydration, while others will suffer from lifelong physical disabilities because of the war, injuries that are taking place. Uh, It's just... It's just, and, 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 and one of the reasons why I never really got into the news was because it was always bad. I remember my mother saying, there's nothing ever good in the news. And if it is, it goes by so quick because they have a whole bunch of not so great stories to, to share. And so I stopped looking in the news. I stopped listening to the news. Um, I stopped being concerned about the news and then one of my mentors, my spiritual mentors was like, no, ma'am, you need to, you need to watch the news. So you know how to pray, how to pray for others. And she was so right. She was so, so right about that. Wow. Amen. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to continue to pray for our brothers and sisters across the waters, across the globe. There's so many things that are going on. You know, there's that war and then there's other things going on. It's not just in that place. The the enemy, we know, we already talked about the enemy is very active. So it's very important that we check our posture. We check our spiritual um, compass and that we're continuously connected. We, We don't need a break in communication with God. We don't need a break from God. You know, you hear people in other relationships, they say, oh, we, we were on a break. Okay. I, I, you know, that's what people do when we're talking about God, we don't need to take a break. We don't need to take a break from God. I understand if you may physically not, you know, physically say, Hey, I'm going to take a hiatus, a sabbatical. You know, I may not be in service for a little bit, but never a break from God. You know, you may be at home, you know, just spending some very intimate time with him. Or I I love to take and take a a sabbatical. I was going to say break, but take some time away you know how like even Jesus took time away from the crowd, you know, from the people. He took crowd away so that just him and God can deal. And you know, when you think about Jesus is part of the Trinity or is the Trinity, if you want to say that, like he took time away so he can be with himself. You know what I mean? And so we need to make sure that we do that also. Otherwise we get burnt out and nobody, I don't want any of us to be burnt out. I don't want us to be so, because that's when the enemy is like, oh yeah, I I can come in now because there's a weak spot. Amen. So today's lesson, I'm going to go ahead and get into our word. Let me grab my glasses. You know, I try to not use them that much and then I end up needing them. So I'm going to grab my glasses. How many of you guys wear glasses? I started wearing glasses about last year. That's when it became a thing that I needed my glasses. Amen. I got these cute little glasses in my glasses case. Amen. So tonight we're going to be sharing, I'm going to be talking about worry. Okay. Worry and worry. When we're in a place of worry, remember I said worry and fear 
you know, we, we cannot get into that space and stay there because then the enemy will start clawing at you and start making it worse than it is and try to hold you in that place. Worry is fear and fear is fear is focusing on the possible punishment of whatever it is that you're dealing with. So it's all connected to another negative spirit, another negative spirit, another negative spirit. And that's not where we want to be. So when we let worry turn our attention to God, then we can focus on the possibilities of what God can do for us. Because, you know, worry, we're focusing on the possibilities of what hasn't even happened yet or what is beyond our control. Worry is like, I, I don't know what the next move is. I don't know where I need to be. I, I just don't know. But when, you, when you're in tune with God and when you're connected to God, you're just at peace. No, I don't know what the next step is. No, I don't know where the next, you know, where the next funds are going to come from, from this project. I just know he told me to go. I just know he told me to sit still and wait. I just know he told me to, to contact this person or, or be in this line over here. You just do what God tells you to do. And we, we need to see that in those moments, there's opportunity for God to show up and show out on our behalf. And, and you know, when you're in a place of worry, you know, weakness is our fears. We're afraid of not being able to be enough. We're afraid of being in lack. We have a reason to, when we're in that place, then we have a reason to look up to God and say, hey, God, you know, right here, I'm struggling. I, I, I do it whenever it comes upon me. I'm like, God, I, this is this is hard for me. I just tell him, I, he knows. I said, God, this is hard for me, but I truly believe he is seeing the maturity in you and in me when we're saying, God, this is hard. God, I, I'm, I'm feeling real jealous right now, or I'm feeling real, I'm starting to feel depressed right now. I'm starting to feel like I don't matter right now. When you say these things to him, I think it just shows him that we're growing and that we can, we can acknowledge it and we're aware of it and we see it because when you think back in time, there may have been a place where you didn't exactly know what you were feeling. You just know you didn't like it. And you, so you didn't know how to pray. You didn't know what to say because you just know that you're in a weird spot and you don't have the words when you're younger, you're learning. And so now as we walk, even if you are still in a young place, you're listening to the podcast. You're, you're finding out more about God each and every day. You're growing in your relationship. So you could be 15 and, and say, you know, when I was younger and you know, your testimony is talking about, you know, when you were 10 and nine, you went through what you went through. But whenever we're in a place, regardless of age, regardless of gender, regardless of time and space, wherever we are, when we can acknowledge that we're feeling something or that we feel weak in an area, that's when we can lean on God a little bit more. We can jump in his arms a little bit more and say, daddy, I need you to, I need you to take this one for me. Amen. So the, this assurance that I'm talking about comes when we turn our attention to God's character as it's revealed in his word. When you get in your word, and you read your word, you start learning more and more about the word. Who is Jesus? Jesus is the word. Amen. So when you're continuously surrounding yourself and you're wrapping yourself in the word, then you can, you, you will able to get 
into peace faster with God and you're able to fall onto his character and who he is, who you know him to be. And nothing happens in this world that is beyond the knowledge and power of God. I wrote down in my notes here, I said, there is nothing new under the sun, S-O-N. You know, you've heard of that phrase. There's nothing new under the sun. They're talking about S-U-N. I'm talking about S-O-N. There is nothing new under the sun. And he was here before time was time. So I cannot worry about anything because God already took care of it. Well, I, that's what I tell myself. It tries to creep up on me and I'm just being real with you. I'm just telling you how it is. It'll try to creep up on you, but you fall onto God's character and you fall onto God's knowledge and you fall onto God's power and the scriptures declare the scriptures in your situation. That's why it's important to, even if you don't know the scriptures for verbatim, minister Terrell and I, we've t- chatted about this often. Like there are, there, are, there are times when I say, well, I remember Joseph went through this or, or Miriam, she, she, she went through a time where she was exiled. She was pushed out the camp because her mouth, you know, or um, when I can rely on, on, on Sarah, God changed her name from Sarai to Sarah. You know, he changed, he changed Abram's name from Abram to Abraham. And they all went through some type of what I'm going to say, horrible change to the point where some people may check out but they didn't, they stayed connected and God took them through, even if he had to take them them through a period of correction. So the Lord has established his throne in heaven. It's already established and his kingdom rules over all. And you can check out a scripture, Psalms 103 and 19 in reference to that. God is God. The, you know, our Lord is Lord. His throne has been there. He is the ruler of that kingdom. And he is the ruler of our hearts, our minds, and our soul. And he is God Almighty, and he is the sovereign Lord of all. When you just think about who he is, then you can't worry. Like, I don't want to say you can't. It's when, when you think of who he is, it's easier to let go, I would say, of trying to be in control. It's easier to let go and let God when you just focus on heaven, the throne, and who he is. That has been an antidote for me. That has been a solution many times. It's been the answer that I needed to get me to go from level 10 of worry to drop it down, drop it down, drop it down, and eventually get to a one and then in a zero. And when I'm in my zero and I have no cares, no worries, I am at peace. I'm talking, I'm not worried about anything or anybody. And that's a beautiful place to sit at. And when we worry, we're actually acknowledging the truth that we are not adequate to meet the demands of the life and our own strength. So that should also help us to understand that this thing, this is God's thing. This is God's lane. Take your hands off the wheel and sit back and relax and enjoy the ride. God has this. This is our moment to remind ourselves of of. What I want to say is some important truths about God. And I'm going to share three of them with you right now. Important truths about God. Number one, he is everywhere. Okay. There is no place, no matter how alone we may feel, how, no matter how crazy, no matter how angry we have gotten, no matter how far we've fallen off, you know, God is everywhere. 
He's everywhere. And at any moment, we could say, God, I'm sorry, forgive me. We could say, God, I need you. We At any moment, any moment, whether you're driving, you're in the bathroom, wherever and whatever you're doing, at any moment, just remember that God is everywhere. We are never alone. No matter how we may feel, God is right there. And that, and that, and, and God cannot, cannot lie. His word cannot lie. And we need to rely on his word all the time. Remember, when we're in a place of weakness, that is an opportunity for God to show up. An opportunity for God to show you again who he is. Number two, he knows everything. So there are some times when I'm in business, conversations, meetings, and whatever, and I'm like, man, this is way over my head. And I'll say, God, like, I don't know what to do next. And sometimes he'll just say, say yes, say no, or or contact so-and-so, or he'll give me the answer. I don't know the answer, but he does. And sometimes I'll want to say yes to something so, 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 so bad. I'm just like, oh, they want to do this. They want to honor me this way or or they want to do this program and they want me to be involved and it's a great opportunity. And God will say, that's a no. And I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 what? He'll say, that's a no. And I have to understand that that no is probably saving me a whole bunch of heartache and pain down the line. And even if whatever, I can have my own thoughts on that. He said, no, no is no. Amen. So he knows everything. He knows what's best. And so he knows how afraid we are. He knows how bad we may feel. He knows how scared we are or even how numb we are. He knows that we are sitting and waiting for an answer. He knows all of this. And he knows that there is an answer and there is an answer and a lesson in his no. My pastor said to me recently, he he said, sometimes you have to give an anointed no and move on and not worry about it. That's Pastor Billy for you. He said, an anointed no. I said, ooh, right there, that'll preach, amen. And so number three, he is all powerful. There's nothing that he cannot do. If you think your debt is so overwhelming that you think that, you know, you're so far gone, you've gotten in so much trouble. This one here, this young lady had six children, unmarried, never been married, was with the gentleman, lived with him for seven years as a, I would, you know, they use the term wife and husband, but they were never married. They lived together. They had three children together and she already had three. So the, the, the relationship ended, you know, um, and she was the one who said, I'm done. She found out there was a whole bunch of, of lying, infidelity, just all kinds of crazy. Like she was thinking to herself, who is this man? She's been living with him all this time. Right. And so for a moment, she was thinking, who's going to want me? And he even said it, who's going to want you with six kids? Because he didn't want her to leave. I am so glad and so grateful that she stood up on her own, on her own heart, her own faith, her own sound mind. She was younger than him. Um, I think she's like in her late 20s, early 30s. He's in his early 40s, whatever. And she's already she's like I feel better I'm at peace I'm happy I do not want to go back she was afraid she was terrified but she stepped out on faith and she has a new person in her life that's all I'm gonna say she has a new person in her life and she stuck stuck around for so long because she didn't think that there was anything better for her I know another lady who has um 
issues with, I guess, her self-confidence even, and older lady, and she doesn't feel like she's attractive, so she's dealing with this gentleman, her husband, and she's and he, you know, does all kinds of not wonderful things, and her issue is that she just doesn't think that no one else would ever want her, so she tolerates. And so as her friend and, and as someone who, who encourages love and, and, and shares God with her, I said, you just check in with God and you do what he says, not what you think. Do what he says and you will have peace, whatever that may be. And whatever God wants for her, let his will be done. And I, that's all I say to her. I, you know, I just keep trying to encourage her, encourage her with the word. God doesn't make ugly. He doesn't. He doesn't make ugly. He see, I said, you need to see you how God sees you. What does the Bible say? What does the Bible say about you? I, you, you can't tell me I'm ugly. I tell people all the time, I, I may not like what I'm seeing and all of that stuff, but in the end, I always say, you know what, God, you think I am gorgeous. You think I'm beautiful. You think I'm smart. You think I'm intelligent. You, you call me a warrior for Christ. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I know what you think of me. And that's the fuel that I float on for the remainder of the time that I need to float on that until I get to my next place. Amen. And so those are things that I wanted to share with us in reference to worry. He is everywhere. He knows everything and he is all powerful. And as we continue to learn about him, we will also see that worry is an expression of our fear of the future. When we are in God's will and we're at peace and we are true believers, true, true, true believers that he has saved us and he has brought us back into his arms. We are kingdom citizens. When we truly believe this, then we understand that we cannot fail in God's hands. Amen. Worry is a thing. It happens. I understand. But worry also is a negative spirit that God did not create. God did not create it. Amen. Trivia question for you. How many times does the scripture reference worry? That's a question for you. How many times does the scripture reference worry? Somebody tell me. Somebody let me know. Amen. Before we get ready to go, I want to go back to the poll that we had last week for our EYFP Exercising Your Faith podcast merch. We were talking about a t-shirt, hoodie, a pullover hoodie, um, and a beanie. So which one do you think would be the, which, which one do you think should be our first merch in 2024? I truly believe it's time. It's time for that launch. I've been talking, well, I need to talk with Minister Terrell more about that details and all that good stuff, but I'm excited. I love merch. When I'm talking about like any projects that I'm involved in, I love to be able to wear. I mean, I love to be able to, to promote and say, Hey, this is, I'm part of this. This is awesome. This is wonderful. You need to get involved. So I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Are you ready for it? Amen. I think we are as a family ready to move forward in that lane and just to continue to share the word. I'm, I'm big on, you know, what we wear tells a story also without us even having to say a word. So you won't see me walk around in certain things or certain brands because there's a story that goes with it and I'm not with it. Okay. So what I am with, I am all about wearing it, showing it. And it's usually what I call 
worship attire or uh, yeah, worshiper attire. That's what I call my brand with the company, you know, my company. But anything that's Christian, I support it. I support it. I support it. I support it. I love it. And I love being out about doing whatever I'm doing. I could be walking one time. This real story, I was walking my friend's dogs. She was at work and she had to, you know, far away. And so I said, I'll go over and I'll, you know, take the dogs out a couple of times for you. And I'm out and this gentleman's driving, nothing, nothing weird or whatever. But he just said, he just said, good morning, ma'am. I said, good morning. He goes, I love your shirt, sister. I love your shirt. And I was thinking to myself, huh? I forgot that I had on my shirt, you know, and it was, um, it said, was it, was it that one? God is love. I think that's when I had on God is love. And he was like, I love your shirt. And then I looked down and I said, oh yeah. And I said, amen. Thank you. He goes, he goes, I love to see that. He goes, you have a blessed day. And he went on about his business. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what I want for exercising your faith podcast. I want that same thing to happen for us. Amen. And so let us know by answering the poll. You'll see it on the platform where you're listening. All right, that's all that I have for this time. I will uh, be back before you again in a few days. Minister Terrell sends her love as well. We're working on some changes, some some upgrades on the platform. So she's uh, working on those things and I'm doing this part here, but you you already know we're a team. So we're gonna tag team and you'll hear from her as soon as as we get an opportunity to get her to be able to sit down and share with God, share with us what God is doing in her. Amen. Because 2024 is right around the corner. Open doors in 2024. You all be blessed. Continue to take down the giants. Shalom.